You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. All right, Joshua chapter 24. Let's begin reading here in verse number 14. We'll read down through verse number 26. The Bible says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom you will serve. You're going to serve somebody. You're going to worship something. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, that be the gods of the Chaldeans, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, you see what he says... We will serve the Lord. I'd like to read the rest of it, but I won't. But in verse number 25, Joshua makes a covenant. He makes a statute there in Shechem. He takes a great stone in verse 26 and sets it under an oak tree as a memorial to this day where these people had to make a decision. They couldn't be neutral any longer. They had to make a decision. They could not verbally make the decision, but by not verbally making the decision, they were making the decision. And Joshua said, we've played at this thing long enough. We've kind of straddled the fence long enough. He said, I'm about to go. He said, if you're going to continue on and you're going to serve the Lord, he said, you're going to have to decide to. And I like what he says. He doesn't wait for them to make their decision before he announces his. He said, I've already made up my mind, though none go with me. He said, I don't care if the rest of you decide to go the other way. He said, I've already settled this thing in my heart. I'm going to go with God. For a little while this morning, I want to preach on this thought. I'd choose the Lord. It's a time of transition. We're going back into the school year. It's the fall. Summer has ended. It's a good day to make a decision. I'm going to serve the Lord. I choose to serve the Lord. Let's pray. God, I pray for your help, please. I pray that you'd clear my mind. I pray that you'd give me power to preach. I pray that you'd, for a little while, arrest our hearts and help us to tune into this message. I pray for liberty, please. In Jesus' name, amen. There's an old hymn that, I don't know if you've heard it sung here or not, but I've heard it sung in little country church houses uh, in different parts of the country called Farther On. And I don't know if you've heard it, but it says, Farther on, still go farther. Count the milestones one by one. It says, Jesus will forsake us never. It is better farther on. But you listen to the lyric of that song, and it's a testimony of the faithfulness of God throughout the journey of life. But it makes mention of a word that we don't use every day, and it's that word milestone, or that word milestones. A milestone is a marker. It's a marker that points to a significant decision. It's a spot signified where an event took place that mattered. It memorializes a moment where a significant choice was made. A year can be a milestone. The seasons of life can serve as milestones. Different days are milestones. Events that happen to us can be milestones. Every choice you make to an extent is a milestone. When it comes time for you and I to breathe our last breath, and as we look over the whole span of our lives, we'll see that milestone after milestone was placed along the journey. And every one of those milestones is going to mark a moment of decision. And every one of those decisions that we make will have determined the pathway of our life from the time we made that decision 
to whatever happened on down the road. You see, here's what a milestone is. A milestone is not a road sign that tells us where to turn, but a milestone is a signpost that tells others how we decided to turn. You are where you are today because of the choices that you have made. And you will be where you end up one day because of the choices yet to be made. The choices that we make in our life are more important than my vocabulary could explain to you today. There are some choices I've made in my life that I wish I could have over. There are some choices I've made that I wish I could take back. There are some choices I contemplate and they kind of cause me to be ashamed and bring sorrow. And there's other choices I've made that brought victory and joy to my life. But here's the bottom line. Every choice you make in life is so very important. A German philosopher from the 1700s said it like this. He said, choose well. Your choice is brief and yet endless. To choose is to decide. To choose is to determine. To choose is to want. To choose is to desire. When we make a choice, we acknowledge what our preference is. When we make a choice, we're advertising our priority. When we make a choice, it expresses our allegiance and it tells the world where our principles rest. Choices are so important. But on the same note, let me say this, indecision is disastrous. The Bible says in James 1 and verse number 8 that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. When a person refuses to make a choice, that person is imbalanced. When they try to straddle the fence of decision, every aspect of their life is shaky and unstable. They will have no stability in their life. It's not always easy to choose, but listen to me. It is imperative that we do make a decision. When there is a decision placed before you and I, when there is a line drawn in the sand, we we cannot afford to be neutral. We cannot afford to say, I'm not going to decide. We must make a decision. And from that moment forward, the rest of the pathway of your life will be steered and directed by the milestone that marked the decision you made at that crossroads. Really, life is choosing. Life is the culmination of thousands and thousands of choices that we make between the day that we're born and the day that we die. And when you and I breathe that last breath and our body is placed in the ground, what's going to be said about us will be dictated by the choices that we make in our life. Your character rides on your choices. Your legacy is determined by your choices. Your memory is colored by your choices. Life is built upon choices. And again, it's not always easy to make a choice, but you have to make a choice. We make choices every day. Some days we have to make a choice almost every hour. Most of those decisions that we make don't really have much bearing on the big picture of life, but some have a big impact on our life. Some choices you can make easily. Thank God for those. I like those. But some choices are hard to make. And when you make that choice, it could change the trajectory of your life. Lot must have made many choices. But he made one choice that changed his life. Samson must have made many choices. But he made one choice that changed his life. David, as a king, had to make many choices. But David made one choice that changed the rest of his life. Choices are so important. 
A choice is a conscious decision. It's a definite decision. It's a directing decision. And today I want to come to you on behalf of making a choice. Now listen, I'm going to ask you to make a choice, but I'm not going to ask you to make this choice quickly, and I'm not going to ask you to make this choice flippantly, and I'm not going to ask you just to make this choice because everybody else is going to make this choice. But here's what I've come to do today. I want to draw a proverbial line in the sand in my life and in your life as well. And before us today, I'm going to present a choice. It's a choice that you have to make. And if you say, well, I'm not going to make the choice, then you have already made that choice in your heart. You cannot be neutral when it comes to this choice. You cannot be double-minded when it comes to this choice. The fence is too broad for you to straddle when it comes to this choice today. It might not feel like it, and you might not think it, but you will plant a milestone along the pathway of your life. And one day, you might look back to this moment and to this moment milestone and see how it changed the remainder of your days. This milestone will be left on the life of every teenager. This milestone will be left in the life of every couple. This milestone will be placed in the life of every single adult. This milestone will fall on whatever left of, is left of the journey in every senior citizen. There is no time for hesitation. The day of indecision is over. The hour for teetering has gone oh, passed away. Today in your heart, you you must make a decision. I want to ask you a question. What kind of a home do you want? I want to ask you a question. What kind of a family do you want? I want to ask you a question. What kind of a life do you want? I want to ask you a question, young people. What kind of a future do you want? What kind of a testimony do you want? It's all determined by how you make this choice. Amen. What kind of a church do you want? What kind of a school do you want? What kind of a college do you want? Do you want joy? Do you want peace? Do you want comfort? Do you want power? Do you want vision? Do you want to be blessed? Do you want wisdom? All of that is decided by how you make this choice. And if life is the culmination of all these choices, then this is the most momentous choice that you will make in all of your life. Yep, how do you want your children to grow up? How do you want your grandchildren to remember you? How do you want your heart to feel? How do you want your conscience to think? How do you want to spend the rest of your days? All of that is settled by how you make this decision. This choice is not made simply because you attended church today. This choice is not advertised by the kind of clothes that you're wearing in your pew. This choice is not authenticated by what you say with your lips. This choice will not be determined by your title or tenure or position in the work of God. This choice will be one choice that you have to make with your heart and not just part of your heart but with your whole heart and today we have to choose there's no room for being neutral I'll say it again there's no room for one foot over here and one foot over there it's a call to complete decision and complete surrender to that decision what will your milestone signify what will it mark in your life man has been created with a desire to worship Saved people and lost people both want to worship. All of mankind has been created and every man to worship and every man is going to worship something. There is something in the makeup of all of us that drives us to be devoted, to serve, or to worship something. What I mean by that is, and I'll apply it in a moment and it'll make sense to you, we are going to attach our affection to something. We will hitch our devotion to something. We'll yoke our faithfulness to something. You cannot choose to serve. 
You're going to serve something. But I'm glad that you and I can choose who we're going to serve. Even as a Christian, you have to choose who you're going to serve. It's a choice you have to definitively make and then constantly reaffirm. And here's what I'm coming to you on behalf of your family and your future and our church and our nation. And I think it'd be a good day to draw a line in the sand and ask every one of us here today to make a clear choice. There are two starkly contrasted paths that we get to take going forward. Today, the milestone is going to be placed. And just like Joshua did it so many years ago, I'm going to ask you, every heart, every house, every person here today, who are you going to serve? And my prayer is that when you leave this place today, your testimony is going to be this, I choose the Lord. Joshua chapter 24 is the last chapter of Joshua's life. The nation's in a time of transition. God's people are at this point where they have to make a decision. Joshua had served Moses faithfully, and I thought about this, how strange it must have been for Joshua to be the old man because he'd always been the young man. And he'd got to serve under Moses, his mentor, and now Joshua's standing where Moses once stood. Moses had been more of a shepherd Joshua was more of a commander and conqueror. Joshua was strong and courageous, and God's hand was all over his life. I think if Joshua had a life verse, it would have been praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. I mean, he just wanted to fight all the time. And by the way, you Bible college fellows especially, you better be a fighter if you're going to get into the ministry. It was Joshua who brought down the walls of Jericho through the power of God. It was Joshua who brought down Ai and Joshua who possessed the promised land. And now Joshua's about to cross the finish line of his race. He's not going to conquer any more land down here, but he'll inherit a better land here soon. He's 110 years old, and I can see this weathered warrior as he begins to gather his people around him. He stands there no longer with his sword being sheathed or his voice sounding out orders. He won't be taking down the inhabitants of Canaan land, but he wants to talk to his people. He's worried about them and burdened for them, and he sees the danger that could be lying ahead. And he'd seen God do amazing things and experience great victories, but he wanted it for those people going forward. So you begin to read these 33 verses in this chapter. They're words of remembrance and testimony and words of concern. Joshua draws these people to Shechem. Shechem's a very significant place to Old Testament Israel. It's a place of altars and a place of promise and a place of their past and a place of their future. And as they stand in that country of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, and so many others, Joshua begins to speak to the nation of Israel. Before he breathed his final breath, he wants to charge the congregation to serve God, but not just serve God. He said, I pray that when I'm gone, you'll serve God in sincerity and you'll serve God in truth. You've been blessed by God. He's been so good in your life, but I want you to make a decision. I want you to plan a milestone. I want you to set up a memorial. I want you to mark this day that you with your whole heart and your whole conscience and your whole being said, I'm going all in for God. Israel wasn't totally wrapped up in idolatry openly yet, but the man of God knew that they had idols in their heart. They'd been worshiping in the shadows and he was concerned about the future and he said, we've got to get this thing nailed down before I go to glory. So in verse number 14, he addresses them these famous verses. I can see it in my mind as the old man begins to speak to his people and he says, now, now, after I've told you 
about the goodness of God now. Therefore, he said, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And he said, but wait a minute. If it seems evil to you, if it seems unreasonable, if it seems like it's not going to be vogue, if it seems like it'd be hard on your family, then you've got to choose who you're going to serve. You're not going to just go through life and not worship something. You're going to bow at somebody's altar. You can serve the gods before the flood, the gods of Egypt, or the gods in Canaan land if you want to, but you've got to make a choice. Who are you going to serve today? I'm going to draw a line in the sand. You can't live at the fork in the road. You can't live on the fence. You can't have a divided devotion. Right now, in Shechem, we're going to put a milestone in your life. I don't have much time left. I can hear him say it. I'm not going to fight any more enemies. I won't be around to assure that you follow the Lord. You must choose. A double-minded Christian is unstable in all of their ways. I like it. I like how Joshua amens his own preaching. Because the longer I preach, the more I realize we have to. I'm just kidding. Joshua said, let me get, Joshua's probably a country fella. He's probably on my team when we announced that. He probably is a fellers, come here. Fellers, listen to me. I'm about to go to heaven. Moses left. I'm about to go where Moses is. We're living in this place where there's a bunch of little G gods full of perversity and corruption. You might could follow them if you want to. He said, but God's been mighty good to us. He said, he's the God that brought us out. He's the God that brought us through. And he's the God that brought us in. He's the God that came to Abraham when Abraham wasn't looking for God. He's the one who parted the Red Sea. He tells him he's the one who drove them out with hornets. He's the one who brought down the manna. He's the God who's done all these things for us. But I'm just saying, fellas, listen. If you want to go after that, you go after that. But you you can't be neutral anymore. I don't want you coming to church and shouting amen for Jesus than going out there and serving the devil anymore. I don't want you to come in here acting all pious with your Sunday skirt and your suit and tie on, saying God's been good, and then living for the world uh, Monday through Saturday anymore. He said, these days are not days for that. There's corruption coming. There's compromise coming. There's going to be the book of Judges on the way. He said, you're going to have to sure this thing up. He said, so I wish you'd serve the Lord. He said, but wait a minute. Before you answer, let me go ahead and tell you something. I've already made up my decision. I've already taken my lot and cast it. I've already put my name on this team. He said, I've already made up my decision. He said, I don't know what you're going to do. He said, fellas, I don't know what you're going to do. I really don't care what you're going to do. It doesn't matter to me what you do. You can, go, you can go pound sand for all I care. He said, here's what I've decided to do. He said, as for me and my house, we're just going to go with God. He said, I look back on my life and God's been too good to turn my back on him now. He said, I'm not going to choose the gods from before. I'm not going to choose the gods from behind and I'm not going to choose the gods around. I'm going to choose the God that's above. I'm going to choose the one who's led us safe thus far and by grace he'll lead us home he said I don't care if it's a multitude or just me he said I'm going to take my house with me I don't know how many days I got left but those days are for him I don't know how many more breaths I have left but every breath is for him I don't know how many more steps he'll give me but every step is for him he said here's my decision here's what I've made up my mind on I choose the Lord he said I'm going to draw a line in the sand but wait a minute before you take a step I'm going to take a step me and God on this side now what are you going to do he said you got to make up your mind. You can serve those gods if you want to. Oh, but not me. I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I don't know about the rest of this crowd, but I've made up my mind. You can serve who you want to. I, I don't know. You can run back to what you've been delivered from if you want to. 
You can go back to those gods that you used to worship before grace if you want to. But I tell you this, if you read this chapter, he said, I'm not because I found out God is God, so I'll just stay with him. God has been good, so I'll just stay with him. God has given grace. Joshua said, hey, when I, when I first got in this thing, I was a slave in bondage, and now I'm leading a nation. You think I'm going to sell out that God? He's been better than good to me. He's guided me. He's guarded me. He said, if it seems evil to you, then you go serve money. If it's evil to you, then you go serve sport. If it's evil to you, then you go serve your own schedule. If it seems evil to you, then you go serve popularity. If it seems evil to you, then you go serve politics. If it seems evil to you, then you go serve compromise. If it's evil to you, go serve paganism. If it seems evil to you, then you go serve career. If it seems evil to you, then you go serve whatever it is you want to serve. But I think I'll just go with God. And can I say Today it's a day. I want to draw a line in the sand. You say, I'm not going to make a decision. Well, then you just made your decision. I think it's a good day for every Christian to decide I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm all in for God. No more straddling the fence. No more riding the thing. No more on this side and that side. I'm getting all in for the Lord. I'm going to be rabid for Jesus. Fanatical for God. I'm all in for the Savior. I'm going to follow the Lord. Every day you make a choice. Abel made his choice. And Enoch made his choice. And Noah made his choice. And Abraham made his choice. And every day you and I have to make our choice. There's a line drawn. Let me ask you again. What kind of home do you want? What kind of a family do you want? What kind of a church do you want? What kind of a nation do you want? Do you want joy? Do you want peace? Do you want fulfillment? How do you want your grandchildren to remember you? How do you want your heart to feel? How do you want your conscience to think? How do you want to live your life? I'm asking tonight for those, or this morning, those on the perimeter to come to the center. I'm asking for those who are in the shallows to come to the deep. I'm asking for those who live in the barracks to step out on the battlefield Amen. and choose the Lord. Now think about it. I'll close. Eleanor Roosevelt made a statement, and I don't get into quoting people like this very often, but listen to what she said. One's philosophy is not best expressed in words. It's expressed in the choices one makes. In the long run, we shape our lives and we shape ourselves. The process never ends until we die. And the choices we make are ultimately our responsibility. Now, here's what happens in this chapter. Israel all comes to the altar. Because they saw somebody else go to the altar. And they, with their lips, said, we're going to serve the Lord. And they lied. Because the book of Judges follows the book of Joshua. And in the book of Judges, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So today, I'm not asking you to come to an altar because everybody else might be coming to an altar. But in sincerity and in truth, serve the Lord made up my mind. I think I'll just go with God. You young men got to decide decision to choose the Lord. You college students have to decide this semester I choose the Lord. Our church family has to decide I choose the Lord. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.